This is the FCB Radio Network, home of the best personalities and where real talk lives. Online at FCBradio.com. FCB. Patriots, welcome back to the Growing Patriot Podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Hamilton. Remember, for this episode and every episode, you can visit growingpatriots.com for pictures, videos, coloring pages, and other resources that go along with it. We've talked a few times about the French helping the Americans out during the American Revolution. In this episode, we're going to dig into exactly why they wanted to help, and we're going to learn all about one of America's favorite fighting Frenchmen, the Marquis de Lafayette. First, though, let's talk about that name. What is a Marquis? That is a title of nobility like King or Queen or Duke or Duchess, and it's a pretty high rank, too, so you know he was very important in France. So while he goes by that title, the Marquis of Lafayette, his whole name was Marie-Joseph Paul-Yves-Roche-Gilbert-Dumotier, Marquis de Lafayette. My goodness, that's quite a name. And he was quite a guy. First, let's listen to the questions for this week's episode. My name is Colin. I live in San Diego, California. And I'm seven years old. My first question is, why did Lafayette move to America? My second question is, why did Lafayette want to fight in the Revolutionary War? My third question is, did he get hurt in the war? My last question is, was he good friends with George Washington? Those are great questions. Let's get some answers from an expert. Hi, my name is Laura Arricchio, and I am a professor of art history. I'm the dean of Fordham College at Lincoln Center, and I am the author of The Marquis Lafayette Reconsidered. All right, perfect. Today, that is what we're going to talk about, the Marquis de Lafayette and sort of just the French involvement with the revolution in general. So where we left off and the and our American Revolution timeline, um, the Battle of Brandywine is going on. So I think this is probably a good time. One of the questions for you today was, why did the Marquis de Lafayette come to America? Why leave France? Yeah, it's a great question. A lot of people ask that question. Um, and I think there's a couple of different reasons. Uh, one answer and the most straightforward answer is simply that he believed in the American cause. He had been... Uh, converted, I'll say, to the American cause pretty much the summer uh, of 1776 is when he really first became interested in the American cause. And it was a big summer. <laughs> it was a big summer. And I'll, the thing is, a lot of people don't know is that a lot of people in France were very supportive of the American cause. So Lafayette was not by any means the only Frenchman coming over here. Um, the other reason why I think Lafayette came to the United States and came over here is was much more personal. Um, he really believed in honor and glory. 
So Lafayette came from a family with a long, long military history. And he believed that it was his actually his duty uh, by to contribute to the greater glory of important causes. And the cause of the American Revolution was an opportunity for him to uh, really do what he thought was the right thing to do, which was not only to help America, but also to sort of honor his whole family history by doing something important for the world. Mm-hmm. And then, so once he once he got here, got to America, how did he sort of get hooked in? It seems like he was he was friends with some pretty significant people. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. When he first arrived, to be honest, um, as I said before, when he, so when he first arrived, there had already been a lot of Frenchmen who had come here. And to be totally honest, George Washington and a lot of the other Americans did not want to see any more Frenchmen. Um, they thought that they, the Americans, um, were doing just fine by themselves and they did not, not need any more uh, French people coming over here to tell them what to do. Um, but when Lafayette arrived, he was treated differently than a lot of the other French people. And I think it's in part because um, his family was very, very well connected in France. And so Benjamin Franklin, for example, and other people who were Americans who had been um, living and working in France knew that Lafayette's family was very influential. And they sent letters saying, please be nice to this guy. Uh, (laughs) Please give him a chance. And Franklin, Ben Franklin wrote this really interesting letter to Congress Hmm. in which he said that he wanted, that, that Lafayette was coming here, that Lafayette was very well connected and very influential and asking if they, the Americans could possibly find a way for Lafayette to win a little bit of the glory that he wanted, to, to give him oh. an opportunity to kind of have some glory or some honor. Yeah. And did he? Well, he did. And that ended up being the Battle of Brandywine on September 11th of 1777. And um, George Washington was actually very careful that day. He wanted to keep Lafayette safe. Um, and he deliberately placed him on the battlefield in, a, in an area where he thought that he would be safe, where he thought that he would not be wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out that unfortunately it didn't work out that way. And Lafayette actually did get wounded in the, um, in the leg. Mm-hmm. And he was carried off the field, even as he was still rallying people. He, you know, he wanted to keep fighting. He wanted everybody to keep fighting. Um, but he had to be carried off um, and so he was, he was wounded in his very first, um, in, in his very first battle. Gosh, gosh. Well, and actually that kind of leads me to another one of the questions, which um, you, she was wondering if, if he ever got hurt. Is that, was that his only injury? It was the, he, the first and only battle, the, the first and only battle in which Lafayette was injured was the Battle of Brandywine. Interesting. And he went on to do other Obviously, other incredible things. We, we remember him fondly in America. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, although he, he was very important in other battles, to be sure, I think that the way in which Lafayette contributed the most to the success of the American Revolution was actually that he really acted as a kind of go-between between France and the United States. Um, 
he adopted the American cause wholeheartedly. He put his heart and soul into it. And while when he got injured after the Battle of Brandywine, what he started doing was writing letters to everybody who knew in France, trying to increase support for the American Revolution. And he he was like a cheerleader uh, for the American Revolution in France. And at the same time, he also was a cheerleader in the other direction. So George Washington and some of the other Americans, they were not so fond of the French. Um, they had fought the French, you know, fairly recently in the French and Indian Wars, and um, they were not so fond of the French. But Lafayette took it upon himself to kind of represent France to the Americans. So he really was like the go-between. He was cheerleading for both sides and sort of trying to get everybody to get along and work together. Yeah. So were, did he and Washington become friends or were they more colleagues? How would you describe their relationship? Yeah, they had really a father-son kind of relationship. So um, Lafayette's um, father had died when Lafayette was not yet two years old. He was actually killed by an English cannonball um, in the Seven Years' War, which is what we call the French and Indian War. And um, at the same time, Washington had no children of his own. And so together, the two of them really sort of um, developed really a, a, a very family-like relationship where um, Washington took Lafayette under his wing and really helped him and guided him and gave him support and advice. And Lafayette always turned to Washington for advice as well. Um, and, and they really became very, very close. That's really neat. Was that a lifelong relationship? It was. It was a lifelong relationship that lasted until um, until Washington died. Wow. wow. And then even after that, you know, Lafayette came back in uh, 1824 and 1825 um, to, to the United States, and Washington had died in 1799. Um, but one of the most important things that Lafayette did on his uh, return trip was he went to Washington's uh, grave at Mount Vernon. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's neat. that's neat. Um, okay, so he has this special, this fantastic family relationship with with our commander in chief, and he is cheerleading for America. Um, so, would you say that he was pretty pivotal then in getting that French support, which which changed everything for for us? Lafayette was incredibly important, uh, very influential in in getting the French government to officially support the American Revolution. Um, the fact is that the French and even the French king had been quietly supporting the American Revolution before. You know, the French and the English, they've hated each other for centuries. Yeah. And so um, they were just, they were very happy to see the American colonies break away from England. But mm. um, France had been concerned about coming out openly in support of the United States. And uh, so what Lafayette did was really persuade um, the French that they actually could win, that the Americans could win, and that with their help, it would really, with the French help, that the Americans could win, and that this could be really a great thing for France, um, mm -hmm. not only for the United States, but for France. And that seemed to really work. Neat. Well, so he was, you know, an incredibly influential person. As you said, he, he found glory in his very first battle. Do you think that he would be happy with his legacy today when he was seeking glory? Oh, yes. Found it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, there's actually, there was a really interesting letter that Lafayette wrote in, I think it was like 1782 or 83. 
um, he wrote a, a letter to an American friend in which um, he asked that um, the American friend get into the newspapers um, how much Lafayette was doing to help the United States um, even after the war was over in terms of um, negotiating trade deals and things like that. And what he wrote was, you know, I have, he said, he basically wrote and said, you know, I, I care a great deal about my American reputation. And um, he cultivated an American reputation. He really did. He kept in touch with Americans. He went out of his way to, uh, to identify with America. He named his son, George Washington. His son was named George Washington Lafayette. Um, and his daughter was named Virginia Lafayette, named for the state of Virginia. Um, he, you know, he, he had the Declaration of Independence hanging on his wall. Um, he had these dinners for Americans only, um, mm. and English was the language spoken. I mean, he really, he loved America. He welcomed any visiting Americans, and it was just really important to him um, that his uh, legacy be remembered here. And the fact that there are so many streets and cities and towns and counties and schools that have Lafayette's name in the United States, I'm sure would make him very, very happy today. So, you know, for someone who cared so much about, about America, um, about his reputation in America, do you think he ever thought about staying rather than going back to France? So he actually did try to come uh, to the United States. He, um, so it's a long story, but during, <laughs> during the French Revolution, he had to flee France. He was arrested actually by uh, Austria and accused of having started the French Revolution. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And at the same time, he was considered in France an enemy of the French Revolution. So he really, he was somebody who supported um, a constitutional monarchy. He wanted to have reforms in the monarchy, but he didn't want to abolish it. And so he ended up alienating both sides. Basically, he was a moderate, a centrist, yeah. and he ended up alienating people on both sides. Um, but when he was released from prison, he wanted to come to the United States. And to be completely honest, George Washington didn't want him to come. Um, and George Washington did not give him a passport. He wanted to get an American passport and wanted to come to the United States instead of going back to France. And um, uh, the United States did not want him to come because he was too politically sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, there was too much, um, you know, George Washington was very concerned that the United States not get embroiled in foreign wars and foreign affairs. And um, he thought that bringing Lafayette to the United States as a citizen at a time when Lafayette was caught up with so much turmoil in France uh, would not be good for the United States. So okay. yeah, he wanted to come. Lafayette went back to France after he was released from prison in 1799. He went back to France. And um, for the next 15 years or so, he uh, pretty much became a farmer. Yeah. Um, he devoted himself largely to agriculture and he became really interested in um, questions about how he could um, manage his estate so that they would eat only the fruit from their own trees, mm -hmm. um, things like that. He became really interested in farming for 15 years. After that, he um, 
actually went back into politics in France. And he uh, became a member of sort of the French equivalent of Congress, um, where he um, continued to advocate for freedom and liberty, both in France and throughout Europe. So, uh, but now from position within the French government. Yeah. It's neat that he took that love of liberty with him his whole life, wherever he was. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was a fundamental, um, it was a fundamental belief that he had. And so he supported um, people who were seeking liberty in Italy, in Poland, in Latin America, um, really all over the world. He, he actively supported all of these causes for freedom. Wow, that's neat. Are there any sort of fun, like interesting or funny stories that are lesser known that, that you think the kids would like? I am a big fan of dogs and Lafayette was a big fan of dogs too. And um, so Lafayette, um, he wanted to make his estate in France into an American estate. He considered it an American ground. And so um, in the 1810s and 1820s, he um, exchanged plants and animals with people in the United States. Uh, he sent them uh, animals and plants from France and he received animals and plants from the United States. So he bought him like an alligator for a while um, and uh, that somebody from the Americas sent him. But one of my favorite letters that I found while I was reading about Lafayette was from uh, somebody in Baltimore. And he said that he had just opened, that this, this shipment had just arrived, a ship had just arrived with gifts from the Marquis de Lafayette. And in them were two puppies of enormous size from the Pyrenees region. So these were great Pyrenees dogs. So Lafayette seems to have been the first person to send over great Pyrenees dogs to the United States. And great Pyrenees, if you haven't seen them, they're these enormous fluffy white dogs. They're just huge. So these puppies so cool. of enormous size. Yeah, so that's, I think, my favorite, um, my favorite Lafayette anecdote. I love that. American Revolution, Liberty, dogs. I don't know what anyone else could possibly want in a story. Oh, that is perfect. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a little overview of how Lafayette changed history. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was such a fun episode. I hope you loved learning about the Marquis de Lafayette and French help in the American Revolution as much as I did. The Marquis de Lafayette really believed in the American cause, but he wanted the glory of fighting too. His family had a military history, so he felt like it was his duty to work for important causes for the world and also to keep up that family name. When he first said he was going to come to America to help with the revolution, our founding fathers really weren't so sure they wanted another Frenchman coming and telling them what to do. There were already quite a few of those. But he had a lot of important connections with people like Benjamin Franklin, and they wrote letters ahead of time saying to give this guy a chance. And he had that chance at the Battle of Brandywine, his very first battle, and also the only time he was wounded in the war. But even as he was being carried off the field, he was cheering on the other soldiers. 
So even though he actively fought in the Revolutionary War, perhaps the most important thing he did was help to get France and America on the same side. You might remember that it wasn't that long ago that the Americans were fighting against the French in the French and Indian War. And the French, well, they weren't really sure they wanted to officially take sides against England and get into a continental fight. But he talked to both sides and got them to see that by working together, they could both get some things that they needed and get liberty for the American people. In fact, Lafayette became so trusted by George Washington that they were almost like a father and son. Lafayette's father had died when he was only one year old, and George Washington didn't have any kids of his own, so they were very, very close. In fact, they were so close, and Lafayette loved America so much that he even wanted to come back when he got in trouble a few years later during the French Revolution. But George Washington and the other American founders thought that that might be a little bit dangerous. They didn't want to get involved in a continental war either. The Marquis de Lafayette went back to France and became a farmer for a little while, and then went on to become a member of the French version of what we have as a Congress in America, representing the people. Not only did he fight for liberty in France, but also around Europe and around the world. It meant a lot to him. And I think that he would be pretty happy that we still remember him for that today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode as much as I did. Remember to visit growingpatriots.com to check out every single episode and look at the Growing Patriots books. You can also find us at Growing Patriots on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to stop by iTunes or wherever you get your podcast to give us a rating and leave a review. It's really so helpful for other families to find us. Speaking of which, share your favorite episode on your own social media so your friends can find it. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for liberty. And they fought so we would be America. Distributed by FCB Radio Network.